ourselves in a while. <laughs> so, uh, as soon as I said that, I was like, do people know who's speaking <laughs> this in these podcasts? This is Elo. I'm Elle. Alright, to me, our voices sound the same. Uh, same, same. But apparently to everyone else, we sound vastly different. Really? Yeah. I feel like I'm listening to myself talk. Same. I mean, when I listen to the podcast, there are many moments when I'm like, truly toss up who's talking right now. <laughs> Either way. But I think I think I think the audience at home can tell, yeah, especially yeah, the people who sure. know us. For sure, especially when there's words where I'm like, I don't know what this means. Here's my French accent. Hamage. It's <laughs> <laughs> my favorite moments. <laughs> All right, so let's get back in the groove and start with our favorite um, drag race. Yes. Season thirteen, episode four. Yes. What a what a season. We're finally four episodes in and. We have lost our first queen. Kimora Hall. The beautiful Kimora Hall, mm-hmm. all the way from Chicago. Yeah. She was stunning. She was really stunning. And you could tell she was very sweet, and she yeah. had... A lot of people discard her for not having a personality, but there's she's working with a lot of stuff. Yeah, she is. It's just... She's it's just, like, it's hard that her first, like, the main challenge was comedy, and that's not definitely her. not up her alley. And she also had to play a tree. Yeah, that she was. That doesn't help. She wasn't in a good start. Yeah, like, like literally, it was just her face. Yeah. And if that person's not a comedian or like have some comedy and have great facial expressions, just being a face is hard. And you know, be for being the first one eliminated, she was in four episodes of the season. Yeah, true. Not a lot of girls can say that. Absolutely. So. And I'm so excited to see what else Kimora does mm-hmm. with the rest of her career. I mean, she she's famous. She knows what she's doing. Yeah. So I'm excited to see where the season takes us. Absolutely. That lip sync though was. Denali. Amazing. Rushed it. She was amazing. Even RuPaul was like. Ladies, are you watching? Yeah, he are was, you seeing? He this? didn't even hesitate. He was like, "Okay, Denali, you're you're good. You're yeah, good. it's this all you. Is, this is like the easiest decision I've ever had to make. Exactly. Uh, I'm. I there's gonna be some workroom drama. It looks like in the upcoming episodes. Yeah. So interested to see how that plays. Me out. too. That's not usually my favorite aspect of Drag Race. The so drama. I hope it doesn't deter from the rest. What kind of drama is it between? It, Do you know? It's between Candy. Mm-hmm. And everyone else. <laughs> great. Solid. For sure. For and sure. Katie Muse is a dr- great drag queen. I really hope that this doesn't drag, pardon the pun, drag her down mm-hmm. or like diminish her in the eyes of fans. Because that has happened to queens in the past who yeah. have had really loud, kind of um, abrasive personalities have just been ridiculed mm-hmm. and tossed aside by the fandom. So hopefully, I'm wishing her all the best and I really hope this doesn't become a blot on her resume. Yeah. We'll see. I'm excited. Me too. Love this show. It's such a highlight every week. I know. It's so much fun. And we have Drag Race UK tomorrow. Yes. Which uh, is good. Are your favorites still your favorites? For, um, which one? Drag Race. Yeah, Either US. or? UK or US? Sure. The both, both. Both. Both are, they're still the same. Mine are still the same. same. I mean, uh, Rosé and Simone are my top two mm-hmm. for US. Mm-hmm. I really like Denali now. Me Denali too. is probably the one who's like... Moved up the most notches yes, yes. for me. Uh, still like Got Mick. Still like Got Mick. I just need to see more from yeah, Got Mick. Yeah. I feel like we haven't seen much because they were like just safe, so we didn't see much from Yeah, I think they I think they can episode. do a, a lot more. Yeah. 
So I'm curious to see what else goes down. I'm interested to see what Timmy Shaman does. Oh yeah. She's I she's she's one to watch. Yeah. I'm ready for Elliot with two T's and Joey J to lead. Yeah, you really don't like them. <laughs> I just can't. Their outfits are they're fashion. Not, they're not good. They're not and good. then their comedy was eh. They faded. It was like flatline. It was like yeah. not like I I forgot about them. Same. So I just like they were safe, but also like I don't know. Yeah. Like, out of Denali and those two, I don't think Denali should have been in the bottom. No, I don't Compared either. to Joey J or so you, Elliot with So you and Candy Muse would agree. <laughs> yes. Yes. We yeah. would on that for sure. I mean, but I'm so thankful we got to see Denali lip sync like I that. I know. Like, but she already has lip sync, like, now three times. Three times. And she lost the first one, but she was already, she was unfair in that one. Yeah. Who was she against again? She was against La Rie. Who oh, Lala yeah. deserved to win, yeah. but Denali was in literal ice skates. Yeah, and I felt like she still did great. Like she it crushed hard. it, yeah. Um, so, I'm excited to see what more comes. For UK, are your faves still your faves? It's Lawrence Chani. Lawrence Ch- I can't even do Chani, Tanner. Um, who else? Who else? Oh, my God. I feel like there's so many girls. You really like oh, Estina. Ch- um, yes, Estina and Trace. Yes. Taste. Taste. Who Taste. went home last week? Um, Cherry Valentine. That's right. Yeah. Which I thought she wasn't bad. Yeah. So, who else? Um, Taste is so beautiful. Taste, Estina, um, Lawrence Chani. Is there something, somebody else that we really like? Um, I really like, um, Veronica Green now. Yes. She won yes. last week. Yes. And she I was thought so good. her Evita impersonation was so funny. She was really good. Um, I think this is, like, UK is so different from US. Yeah. And, and it's almost... Not at face value, because it looks like the same show, mm-hmm. but you can see that UK queens are performers first. Yeah. And that really shines in certain regards. Mm-hmm. So, it does. We love Drag Race. We love talking about Drag Race. Yeah, we'll excited for what's going to, you know, this is going to take us for a few weeks, so this is exciting. Exactly. It's probably going to still be there when WandaVision ends. Yes. Speaking of WandaVision. <laughs> Good segue. What's up? What what's up? Episode three, um, we're in the 70s. Yes. The title, Now in Color, because it, they're in color. They're in color. Wanda's pregnant. Super pregnant. Yeah, super fast. Super fast. And she gives birth to twins. Yeah. Tummy and Billy. Which are in the comics. I don't yeah. want to spoil too much because there's there's not a lot to be revealed, but there's this is the episode where we're finally starting to see more of what is driving behind mm-hmm, the show. Mm-hmm. Especially with Geraldine, especially with the twins. Agatha has a weird moment. Yeah. We see more of Sword. So there's a lot going on, mm-hmm. and I think people who discounted the show for being boring didn't pay attention. Yeah, they just have to keep watching it. Yes, it. This is all on purpose. It will all make sense. Mm-hmm. This is quality. This is great. It's great. You need to love it. You need to love it. <laughs> Listen to us. I mean, this was probably, I mean, we're three episodes in, but it's, this, so far, the 70s one has been my favorite. Yes. Just because the humor I thought was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. And Elizabeth Olsen's acting chops are just Yeah, kiss. and she looked so good. Oh, the fashion. In this this episode. God. I want her hair. I know it's a wig. I want everyone's hair. You do. You really do. Every time I see good hair, I'm like, you want it. You have good hair, though. I know. I, I feel like this is all just, I need wigs. Because <laughs> all of the good hair that I'm like, it's a wig. All, all right. the drag queens, their great hair, it's wigs. Audience at home, comment in. Does Alona need a wig? <laughs> Do I need extensions? My vote is no. Okay. I think, because that's so much. But what if I got us a sponsorship? For extensions. Oh, then, hell yeah. We love extensions. I would talk for 30 minutes if they sponsored us. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Disney Plus needs to sponsor us. Disney Plus. Extensions. Extensions. Book of the Month needs to sponsor yes, us. Yes, Book of the Month. Um, um, this episode is brought to you by GameStop. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of my Funko Pops come from GameStop. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, congratulations. <laughs> you. If you had bought stock, you'd be a millionaire right I now. I should have. I should have bought AMC stock. Yeah. That really bums me that I just did... I'm not on Reddit, so Do you think know. movie theaters will survive? With whatever the hell is going on with the stock market right now? I don't know. But yeah. I really hope so. Yeah. I don't know, but I hope so. Because it's looking, like, real rough. 
Raya and the Last Dragon is going to be on Disney+. Plus. I know, I'm really excited for that. Me too, but that's We're going to make it a movie event. I, we're we're going to make it a movie event, but that is one, uh, one of the many movies I wish I could have seen, seen on the big yeah, screen. Yeah. Uh, who knows what's going to happen with Black Widow? Black Widow, I have no idea. Dune, I really want to see on the big screen. I know. So, stay tuned. We will be talking about... We, honestly, at this point, we should make our own, like get a huge projector and yeah. make our own movie theater here we for so how much we watch absolutely like we should get a huge like screen and projector yeah yeah or would, okay but problem we live in a small apartment we could make it work could we yes okay yeah this is gonna play really well to our audio i know I, know, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I will do some research i got this yeah it's let you all know if this worked out. Okay. Okay, great. So, WandaVision, yes. Dragon Wait, yes. yes. Um, um, we also watched a movie in common this past weekend. Yes. One of... An amazing film. Mm-hmm. We watched Promising Young Woman, directed by the new director, but she's been around for a while, Emerald Fennell, mm-hmm. who people will probably know her as Camilla from The Crown. Yeah. But don't judge her off of that, because she also is the showrunner of Killing Eve. I mean, she plays um, Camilla really well. She does. It's just, Camilla's such a villain in so many people's eyes. Yeah. Do you want me to read the little synopsis for Promising Young Woman? You go for it. Nothing in Cassie's life is what it appears to be. She's wickedly smart, tantalizingly cunning, and she's living a secret double life by night. Now, an unexpected encounter is about to give Cassie a chance to right the wrongs from the past. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. This this there's a lot of um twists in this movie. Yes, so there's I, a lot. I think we should do a spoiler free review. Okay. What yeah. do you think? Yeah, sure. Because I want people to watch I mean, it. I feel like everyone that I've talked to have seen it okay. or watched it as soon as they told them to watch it. Okay, I still know quite a few people who need it because twenty dollars. It's it's a great film. Yeah, I think it's worth the twenty dollars. I think so too, because. If you split it with someone else, it's basically like a movie ticket. Yeah. So. And, like, I know that's not what we're used to paying for, but this was supposed to be in theaters, mm-hmm. and it's been denied that. Anywho, back to the film itself. So, Promising Young Woman, main character is Cassie, played by Carrie Mulligan. She's phenomenal. She's great. So, like, wh- how can we explain this movie? So, Cassie is um, a former med school student who... Sh- through a really unfortunate encounter, she has learned the true depravity of men. Mm-hmm. So she goes out, she acts extremely drunk. This is all stuff you can you learn from the trailer. She acts really drunk, has a nice guy try and take her home and take care of her, and right before he's about to get real nasty with this passed out woman, she wakes up. Or she comes to and confronts him for his actions. And so she's basically shocking men mm-hmm. into realizing what they're doing and how wrong it is. Yeah. And it just kind of keeps escalating. But the way the movie is, it's like not what you expect. And how she confronts the men is not how you expect. Like I thought it would take a very dark turn. Mm-hmm. It is still dark. It's just like, it's like smarter. Yeah. Clever. This is a very smart movie. Um, it keeps you very engaged because of all the twists and everything that happens. I was stressed the entire time. Mm -hmm. And you are like, you know, you are disappointed by some characters. Yeah. This movie does a really good job of subverting. Mm -hmm. You don't expect what you see to play out as it plays out. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the beauty of the film is that it teaches you that people are not what they think they are or what they would come off as. Like, there's a lot of characters, like Bo Burnham, um, who plays this great guy-ish. There's Connie Britton, who plays this um, dean of the school. Uh, Max Greenfeld, who is known for his character Schmidt, Mm -hmm. kind of plays another version of his character Schmidt, but still... There's a lot of layers to every character, and for women especially, you're going to recognize yes, almost everything that's going on. I think that's why my mom had nightmares totally. <laughs> after watching this. Totally. I think I should, like, I, whew, it's, it, it's kind of, there's a lot of trigger warnings, I'm going to say, in this movie. There's a lot of um, reminders and talks of sexual assault. Mm-hmm. So, going into that, this is not a lightweight topic by no. any means. 
but it's still a really entertaining film, mm-hmm. nonetheless. We highly recommend, and yeah. um, the reviews have been pretty good. Yeah. Everyone that I know that I've watched it really recommend it and have liked it. Carrie Mulligan is getting a lot of Oscar talk, which yeah. I think is very fair. Yes. She's an actress I've been obsessed with for so long. Drive, one of my all-time mm-hmm. favorite movies. She's phenomenal. So, I think this is a real role where she gets to flex a lot of muscles. Yeah. I mean, she's British, and she's crushing the American accent, for one. Mm-hmm. But she, there's so much to her character. Yeah, she's really good. Great, so yeah, we recommend. There's also Alison Brie in the movie, and Laverne Cox. So many characters are in this movie for, like, one or two scenes. I know, but they're all so good. They're all they're and all memorable, incredible. And they play such a key role. Yeah. And, like, important part of the movie. There is, it's not, there is an overarching plot to this. It's not mm-hmm. just a bunch of, like, knights. Yeah. Don't worry. And it, if you're worried about being a horror film, it's not a true horror film. You're not no. going to see, like, blood, blood and no, guts. No, Is this a horror film to women? Yes. yes. It's like our worst nightmare. Because women, we live in this type of horror. Yeah. Often. So men, watch. <laughs> watch and learn. Watch and learn. See and what's change. Up. Yes. Get better. Yeah. Great. So that was our little... Movie segue. Young woman. Highly recommend. It's on Amazon Prime. Well, it's everywhere, but we yeah. used Amazon Prime. Please watch. I like can't uh, like I can't express how much I really enjoyed this film. Yeah, it really touched us. Yeah, great. Love Harry. Um, we also do separate things on occasion. <laughs> yeah, well, we have to have like stuff in common so we can like you know debate. Debate. Here we are. Which De- are- debating is <laughs> all just like totally for sure. So, oh, I agree. I agree. Absolutely. Um, but what is something that I haven't watched that you watched this week? Oh, let me tell you. Are you ready? <laughs> are you ready at home? So, um, I had the great opportunity of watching in and of itself. On Hulu. Now, many of you are going to be like, what the hell is in and of itself? Yes. <laughs> can I tell you, can I say what I thought you were watching? What did you think I was watching? A poem? Yes. <laughs> she thought I was literally watching a poetry reading. Yeah, I thought she was watching some dude read a poem for two hours. And I was yes. like, this is so Eleanor. But I do <laughs> not think I could watch this. But this is not what it is. This not is what, what it, it is. is. Please continue. Okay. So, this is the synopsis from the website itself. Mm-hmm. Okay. A story reveals the illusion of one's identity in Derek Waladino's modern allegory in and of itself. New ways of seeing the unseeable are explored as memories from yesterday, explicable events witnessed today, and secrets imagined for tomorrow all blend together, creating a perpetual paradox of a show. Ooh. Okay. I don't know if that explains much. Doesn't explain. <laughs> I, so I'm going to tread very carefully because, like, I don't want to spoil anything. Mm-hmm. And I watched an interview of the creator and director today, and they also were like, we're not going to tell you all anything. Because mm-hmm. the true joy of the show is not knowing what's going to happen. So it, this was a play in New York City in 2018. It's kind of a one-man show, but it involves a lot of audience participation. You may say experimental theater. I say, it's just an incredible show. So, Derek Gualadio, I'm probably mispronouncing that. Um, he is an artist and a writer who uses a lot of illusion techniques in his storytelling and his art. So, he's using this platform to kind of investigate what it means to be oneself. And the audience plays a pivotal role in all of this. It looks like it's filmed over many nights because it shows different audiences. Um, Some people in the audience are Tim Gunn from Project Runway, Larry Wilmore from The Daily Show and his own show, Bill Gates from Bill Gates, Mm -hmm. Um, and then it's produced by Stephen Colbert, which is how my parents found out about it because Stephen Colbert is our lord and savior. Hell yeah. Um, Stephen Colbert saw the show and was like, this is the best thing ever. I will, if you want to make it a movie, let me know. And I will. Nice. I got you. It's so perfect for right now because a lot of this show is about investigating what it means to be a person and what it means to be yourself. And I think a lot of people are, you know, very, like, looking inwards right now because outwards is kind of terrible. Like, what's going on in the world? So 
it's a real investigation into the self and the artistry and I hate to use this word but the magic of the show is so interesting and I think it is so beautiful it's an hour and a half on Hulu I think everyone should see it oh, yeah I'm gonna watch it yeah um, uh to my family, we have Hulu, so please watch <laughs> this as well. <laughs> I think it's a great, it, it, it's very appropriate for the family. He does cuss on occasion, but there's nothing, like, sexual or violent mm-hmm. that happens in the show. Some instances, it talks about a gun at some point, but yeah, that's it. Nice. It's, it's very entertaining. It sounds really good, I so think, yeah. I'm excited to watch it. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Um, what, did, what did you watch this week, my dear? A Different Kind of Magic. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> What's up, homie? <laughs> it is about magic. Okay, okay, okay. Um, okay, so this is on Netflix. It's called Fate, Wink Saga. I'm making it much cooler than it seems. <laughs> um, okay, here's the synopsis. Yeah. Fairies attend a magical boarding school in the other world where they must learn to master their magical powers while navigating love, rivalries, and the monsters that threaten their very existence. So, if you haven't watched this when you were younger, winks are these little fairies. Um, I wish you not could see her face right Um, now. I don't know. Like, just look it up and you'll know what I'm talking about. But you have Bloom, and you have Stella, and you have Musa, and you have, well, now in this version, you have Aisha, Tara... And then, like, the boys who are the specialist, which they just can fight. That's it. Mm -hmm. Um, They don't really get powers. Um, But uh, the fairies have all these powers, and this is a school where they learn to control it, learn more about their powers, fight off monsters, and all that good deal. Um, So they made this animated TV show for, you know, young girls, because I watched it. I was, like, what, six? You know, that was my whole life for so many years. And they made it into, like, Again, I don't know who this is to, like, what audience they're trying to reach because it's pretty dark and they use a lot of vulgar language. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I couldn't recommend this to, like, younger high schooler or middle schooler. Um, but then for, like, college kids or adults, it's like, is this too young? So it's like a weird niche people they're trying to reach. But it's like a mix of, like, the Shadowhunters TV show was Riverdale. And then I think there was another one I was saying. Um... I think the audience they're marketing towards is you. Yes, but is I am you. a niche person. <laughs> like, it's like, whoever liked Teen Wolf, Vampire Diaries, all of those shows, Yeah, this is it. This yeah, is our yeah. realm of shows. But if you like Stranger Things, Umbrella Academy, which I also like, yeah. this is not it. Not this it. is not your fix to okay. while you wait for those other seasons. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, if that makes sense. It is still good because they did, like make it more attractive to people our age, okay. uh, which was nice. They made it darker, which was good. Um, the cast is pretty good. That's good. Their accents are all <laughs> over the place. Don't know where, who's who, where's from, but, you know, it's fine. They're fairies, I guess. They don't mm. really... What is normal human accents? I guess they don't know. Um, only one is, like, from the human world, but actually she's not. Anyways, just watch the show. You'll know what I mean. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. And yes... There are wings. Yeah. I didn't ask. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. And there's, a, like, some witches in it. Um, yeah, and there's Thomas Barrow yes. from Downton Abbey. Um, there's some reco- recognizable cast members, I think, in my brain, because I've seen them in, like, other types of shows like that. Totally. Oh, Sabrina and the Teenage Witch. That's oh okay. That's another type of show that fits that Riverdale realm. Um, so yeah. Oh cool. Would you watch a second season? Yes. Do you think there's gonna be a second yes. season? Yes. Well, hopefully they leave it pretty open ended into like more dark stuff is gonna happen, and hopefully they develop more on each character's like magic, where they're from, because there's different realms and worlds within this world, mm-hmm. and in the animated TV show, they go to all those different planets, and there's different parallel universe. It's like Marvel before fairies. Wow. Um, <laughs> I didn't realize there's so much lore behind this. Yes. Wow. Yes, and there's wars. Okay. And there's a lot of, like, you know, kingdoms and rivalries and, like, enchantments and curses. Um, so they can do a lot with this, so... It's pretty entertaining. Yeah. 
Rock and roll, man. Yeah. So now back to you. Yeah. With your reads. Yes. Watches. I am. Um, <laughs> I'm very boring. All I've done is like watch in and of itself and read, basically since we last talked. Well, we we watched all the stuff we watched together. Yeah. Um, but I briefly mentioned it last podcast, and now I get to discuss it further because I finished it. So the book I finished was The Prophets mm-hmm. by Robert Jones Jr., his debut novel. I will read the synopsis. Great. And then, um, try as best as I can to describe it, mm-hmm. because as we have seen, I am very bad at No, that. you're pretty good. You're, you make sense. I make no sense. You make plenty <laughs> of sense. Okay. Isaiah was Samuel's, and Samuel was Isaiah's. That was the way it was since the beginning, and the way it was to be until the end. In the barn, they tended to the animals, but also to each other, transforming the hollowed-out shed into a place of human refuge, a source of intimacy, and hope in a world ruled by vicious masters. But when an older man, a fellow slave, seeks to gain favor by preaching the master's gospel on the plantation, the enslaved begin to turn on their own. Isaiah and Samuel's love, which was once so simple, is seen as sinful and clear danger to the plantation's harmony. Oh. Yes. So, this is a heavy book. Mm-hmm. Um, like I mentioned last podcast, this is a book about slavery. The two main characters are Isaiah and Samuel, but it is not just their story. That's what I thought going into it, but almost every chapter is a different character's point of view, which I like. It's very reminiscent of The Vanishing Half by Britt Bennett, um, A Visit from the Goon Squad. A lot of contemporary novelists are kind of choosing this method of telling a singular story through so many different point of views. And it is pretty graphic at times because it's it takes place during slavery. It's a plantation. It is the worst humanity has ever been. But the actual story of Isaiah and Samuel is very beautiful. And, like, the love these different people feel for each other. There's, like, there's Maggie, there's Essie, there's Sarah. There's a lot of other characters where... Even in the worst of times, they still have a lot of love and care. And I think that's the most beautiful part of this book. You also get some of the point of views of people who are the worst, like the masters and the plantation owners. And it's interesting to get their point of view, and it's not to romanticize that antebellum South by any means, but it just is quite in a survey of this realm. And it's, it's so good. It's so much of it reminds me of like the writings of Toni Morrison and James Baldwin, which Robert Jones Jr. is getting compared a lot to them because it's a very lyrical type of writing. And it also like, like Toni Morrison, I'm comparing it to Beloved because that's the most recent I've read of hers. There's a lot of sprinklings of like the spiritual and the magical that kind of intertwine with uh, reality. So there's not a clear line of what's what. But you see how much of the story is grounded in truth. And I think that's the most important part. And just if you read this book, I highly recommend. But take it easy because it is hard. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it should be easy to read about this time. Absolutely. Yeah. Nice. Great. It was in the book of the month book. So please sponsor me. Book of the month. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Book of the month. Yeah. Um, No, that looks like a good hard book. Yeah. As well. I know it took you a while, but it's normal. It's how you have to read it. You kind of just have to take breathers where you're like, oh, God, this actually happened. Just a reminder. Come on, white people. We have to to face it. We got to learn. So much progress. So much progress to be made. Yeah. Um, What about you? Hopefully Um, hopefully you had an easier time than I did. So I'm going to go back to something that I watched. For sure. Or should I do a book? It's up to you, man. I'll go to something that I watched, okay. which kind of involves magic as well. I'm in this big magic theme. She really is. So if you have any good magic movies, magic, not Harry Potter, I've already seen this. <laughs> but if you have any good magic TV shows or movies, send them my way. Yeah. I'm in deep need of a ma- good magic show. Anyway, so I watched His Dark Materials mm-hmm. on HBO Max. It's based off um, His Dark Materials series by Philip Pullman. There were books. Mm-hmm. And they also did a movie a couple years ago. I remember watching it when I was younger. So, His Dark Materials. Here's the little synopsis. During her search for a kidnapped friend, a seemingly ordinary but brave young woman 
from another world uncovers a sinister plot involving stolen children and the mysterious phenomenon called dust. Great. Dust. So it follows Lyra Balakwa, who is a scruffy and imperious ward of Oxford's Jalwarden College, who is left mostly to her own devices until she is threatened into the complicated business of saving the world from the Magisterium, a shadowy church that wants to do away with original sin. Wow. So, if you don't know um, His Dark Material, so if you, I don't know if you guys have watched the movie Golden Compass, but that's, if you know that, it's basically what's going on in there, but in a TV show. So they can delve deeper into all the subplots, different characters, and there's actually parallel storylines and it follows will and kind of like our day in world and then lyra in her world and they're kind of connected but there's also also other worlds mm. that you can see through that dust and dust is basically like this kind of like magical thing and the magisterium sees that as bad and it's only around adults dust is only around adults so that's why they're like this is sin but it's not sin it's just like magic and like Mm -hmm. other worlds in between and so each character has a demon which is a little animal and in that animal is the human's soul so if you severe which is what happens to those children they severe the link between the child's demon and the child so it's basically cutting that kid from his soul wow so then the demon becomes like crazy kind of like eventually kills themselves or they go nuts and the child the human has no soul so they're just kind of like robots i know a lot of kids like that yeah (laughs) so they're just like like they become literally a puppet um so it's pretty dark yeah because they're literally ripping these children of their soul and they're like this is for the good and it's not i mean dark is in the title yeah (laughs) so it's pretty and lyra has um you know her uncle and this lady who are actually her parents um, but it's like, you don't like either of their, the parents. You think that, you know, you like the dad or you like the mom better, but they're both like really messed up and eventually they kind of do the same thing, even okay. if they're from different sides of what's going on. Like the mom is part of the magisterium, which is, she started that experiment of cutting the children from their soul and the dad is against that, but eventually does the same thing to achieve his end. Mm-hmm. So it's really messed up. And there's polar bears that talk, just throwing that in there. And witches that fly. Um, <laughs> and Liminal Miranda <laughs> um, flying his little hot air balloon. Um, so it has a fun cast. It has a great cast. James McAvoy's in it. My man. Um, uh, Liminal is in it. Oh, yeah. A bunch of great actors are in it. Um, so it's like a it's dark show. It does follow a kid, but it's really good. And she's, the kid is not stupid. She's really smart. So it's easy to root for her okay. and follow her through her adventures. So, yeah, and I think it's best if you haven't seen the movie or read the books. Okay. I think it makes it more fun and interesting to watch. But it's only eight episodes in the first season and six epi- six or seven episodes in the second season. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's very I, fast. I know people really like this show, so I recommend it. I liked it. Isn't, isn't it true that uh, Historic Materials was written as an antithesis to the Chronicles of Narnia? I think so, because it's like... Narnia... Was very religious. Yes. Very weird. Yes. Like, I remember trying to read some of the books. Uh-huh. And, like, I actually did research today on Pullman, because I was like, what is his goal writing this book? And it says, like, um, he's an atheist. So his it's his view about... Atheist, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, his novels value experience, ex- value experience over the preservation of innocence. Okay. Um, though that transition doesn't come without a cost. Um, so that's why, like, for him, sit, like, the dust is experience, whereas in, for the magisterium, that sin is bad. Okay. Like, they want to get rid of sin and preserve innocence. Gotcha. But you can't, no. you can't go through life without experience and yeah. staying innocent. So that's his view. Okay. So, um, I mean, he doesn't, like, condemn religion or anything, it's just... I'm on board. He's just like, it's a very vast difference from, you know, the Narnia books and those really religious books. Mm-hmm. Follow-up question. Whose dark materials are these? That's a good question. Because <laughs> I always thought the title was interesting. Like, whomst yeah. is this? 
Well, it's like, because that's the overall series. Because then there's like, I think there's three main books. There's more. It's because the, then there's a prequel. And, you know, they like to do like, go back to the past. Yeah, and yeah. Back to the future. Um, so his dark, it's a good question. Honestly, it's been so long ago. Well, I'll have to watch and find out. Yeah. Yeah. Could be anyone. Could be anyone. Maybe it's not anyone. Maybe. Maybe it's a thing. Existential crisis. Yeah, because it's yeah. obviously not Lyra, because it would be hers. Yes. But, um... Also, gender is a social construct, <laughs> so who knows? So, whom's knows for this? Um, but, yeah. I know you also are just read something with dark... In yes. the title. Yes. Um, all right, so I'll go to A Darker Shade of Magic. I knew yeah. you talked about the last book. Yes, because I had... Briefly. I read the books over uh, when I was home yeah. for the holidays. Do you want me to just to give a quick synopsis? Sure. Or, yeah. Because I don't remember what I talked about. Yeah, I'll just do it. <laughs> I think so, I just tell everyone to go read them. It's a trilogy. Um, what's the trilogy called? A trilogy? There... No. Sh- oh, it sorry, it's called Shades of Magic. Shades of Magic. There we go. Yeah. So it's the Shades of Magic trilogy. The first one is called A Darker Shade of Magic. Mm-hmm. And it follows... Here's a synopsis. Sorry, you're listening to me read a lot. I hope my voice is not weird. Um, Kel is one of the last Antari. Magicians was a rare, coveted ability to travel between parallel Londons. Red, gray, white, and once upon a time, black. Kel was raised in Arnis, Red London, and officially served the Marish Empire as an ambassador. Traveling between the frequent bloody regimes, changes in white London, and the court of George III in the dullest of Londons, the one without any magic left to use. And officially, Kel is a smuggler, servicing people willing to pay for even the smallest glimpses of a world they'll never see. It's a defined hobby with dangerous consequences, which Kel is now seeing firsthand. Ha ha ha. <laughs> After exchange goes Ari, Kel escapes to Grey London and runs into Delilah Bard, Lila. A cut purse with lofty aspirations. She first robs him, then saves him from a deadly enemy, and finally forces Kel to spare her to another world for proper adventures. Now, perilous magic is afoot, and treachery lurks at every turn. To save all of the worlds, they'll first need to stay alive. Yikes. Yikes. Uh, do they do a good job at staying alive? Mm, I don't know. But <laughs> this series is so good. Yeah. I really, yeah. It's really good. The parallels, the dark magic Mm -hmm. um every character is really good and i can't wait to see like what else happens to them Mm -hmm. because it ends like you know very open-ended they're like everything is fine but everything is clearly absolutely not fine fine. um but so i'm excited to see what happens yeah takes place in london Mm -hmm. can't beat that all the characters are really fleshed out very interesting yeah so it's a really fun series. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend. I'll probably talk about it as I finish yes. reading the other two books. So yeah, that was um, that's all of my magic segue. Her magic segue. I'm also reading a book with dark in the material in the. I'm reading a a dark, not a dark age, just dark age. There's dark age. <laughs> the dark age. The dark age. <laughs> his it feels dark like age. It, his dark ages. Um, it is the fifth book by Pierce Brown. Mm-hmm. I know I just talked about a heavy book, but this is another heavy book, and it's phenomenal. Yeah, it's so good. There's a lot of... It's a lot going on. It's a hard to explain because there's so many characters and storylines. Yeah, I can't really give a synopsis because so much of that plays into what happens in the first four books. Yeah. And also, like, you haven't finished reading it. I have, I am 450 pages in. So me talking too much about it is very dangerous. So dangerous. There's so many times where I'm like, oh, so this person's still alive? Still alive? Yeah, she's ruined a few things for me. It's fine. I'm not mad. No, it was small things. Small things. Minor details. Minor details. I've never ruined, like, a death. No, not at all. So. Um, I, I guess I'll just say, like, if you're looking for a sci-fi series, I think Red Rising is pretty top-notch. Yeah. It's, it's so good. It's a good fix for Dune. Like, if you read Dune and you're yeah. like, man, I want to read more, Red Rising is faster paced mm-hmm. and more modern. Yeah. Highly recommend. So great. Yeah. Fun times. Great. So that was our weeks. Complete. Wait, can I get five minutes on The Bachelor? Yes, you can, my dear. <laughs> you absolutely. What's going on? So it's week four of The Bachelor yeah. of Matt James' season. Um, what's been going on? 
more women. More so women. We were finally at like a good number of 18 women left on the show. And surprise, surprise, five more join in in this last minute, like, um, new girls reveal of before one of the rose ceremonies. So Matt welcomes five new girls. And so now we're back at 20 women. He gets rid of a few and keeps um, four out of the five new girls. Why did they bring new women? So apparently it's because there was a record uh, demand for like Matt's season, like a record number of girls, women, like applied to be on the show. And there was like so many good ones that they just couldn't not... Couldn't decide. Yeah, so they brought more girls in. Um, which one has really good potential. One of the new five girls, Michelle, has really good potentials, and we know that she'll probably go very far. Um, <laughs> so this season, so this episode has the Matt and Michelle day to go on a hot air balloon ride, um, walks, nature, very cute. They seem to be on the same wavelength and both very genuine and enjoy each other, and they've only known each other for, like, a day, so very impressive or have day um (laughs) and then we get a boxing date where it's like girls boxing each other and it gets really intense that matt's freak out and he's like we need to stop this something's gonna get hurt because um they're like going really hard like punching each other in the neck punching each other in the nose um i don't know in the stomach like it was a it's pretty intense because girls can get like we get feisty Sure. Like, if you put it, like, if you're, like, fight. We know how to throw a punch. Yeah. We're fight. So they were, like, okay, we're... Hold. Pause. <laughs> we're gonna... We're gonna... He was, like, throw in the towel. Please, stop. No more fighting. Um, so that was a fun date. And then, um, there's a lot of drama. A girl was, like, a, like put on the spot for maybe being an escort, which isn't true. Um, so there's, like, some bullying within the girls at the house. Right. Yeah. So it's very, like, sorority-like. If I don't... Can't like, relate. If <laughs> Can't relate. Freaking just, like, put that word in. But, um, yeah, so lots of drama coming up for the next few weeks. Are you liking this, so, like, the season so far? I think the season is good. It's definitely better than Peter's. Nice. I think it's more entertaining than Claire's and Tasha's. Mm. Um, but you, you like Bachelor better than Bachelorette, usually. I usually do. Yeah. Just because you get good dates and, like, I don't know, they have a bigger budget and you can tell... But Bachelorette is fun because you get all the dudes. Mm-hmm. But so, like, for the past few seasons, it's been okay. But, yeah, this is much better than Peter's. Good. And Colton's. Nice. I would say. Nice. Because the girls are really, like, they really did a good job this year of finding really different girls. Yeah. From very diverse backgrounds, diverse lives. Um, and they all have, like, something different that makes them really interesting and, like, stand out. Even though I can't remember their names yet. <laughs> Fair. But, Fair enough. But yeah, so it's a good group of girls. Even though there's like... Except for Victoria and Anna. We don't like them. Anyways. That was my little segue of The Bachelor. You're welcome! Yay, Bachelor! Woo! And we're back from our quick little short break. Um, we haven't played a game in a while. We so we're gonna play a little game called Guess Who... Movies edition. Movies edition. I'm sure you all have missed our games. I know I have. Me too. It's just really fun. Um, Feel free to guess along. Yeah. Um, Can you run down the quick rules? Yes. So, guess who we played before, but we did it with, like, people and things. So, you can only ask yes or no questions. There's no question limit. It's just you got to get there as fast as humanly possible. So, with movies edition, we're each going to pick a movie, not tell the other, obviously, and just ask yes or no questions till we get to the movie. We both, we've made some ground rules. We had to make sure that we've both seen this movie and that we know the other has seen this movie. Mm-hmm. So we, we're not going to pick some, like, far-fetched, like, foreign language French black and white film. You've probably seen that. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen for me. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. You couldn't pick, like, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. Like, I would not know what's going on. Damn. Yeah. That gets rid of my movie. Um, (laughs) Well, pause again. (laughs) Um, Would you like to go first? It's up to you. Sure. You want me to go first? So you're guessing mine? Or no, I'm guessing yours. You're guessing mine. Okay, let's go. Let's go. go. (laughs) You seem relieved. (laughs) Okay. Um, So it's a movie that I know. Yeah. Um, 
Is it a recent movie? No. Past five years? No. Before 2000? Yes. Ooh! Yikes! <laughs> <laughs> Great! Uh, Lord of the Rings? No. Great. Look at that. Off the bat. Okay. Okay, is it a fantasy movie? No. Drama? No. Action? No. Mm. <laughs> Romance? No. Thriller? No. Horror? No. Slow? No. Animated? No. Black and white? No. Uh, uh, just a boring movie? No. Okay. <laughs> Sci-fi? No. Comedy? Yes. I'll put it there. What other genre? Western? No. So it's a, it's a comedy? Mm-hmm. Is it like there's, is there fighting? No. Is there war? No. <laughs> what comedy are you thinking of? It's a, it's a comedy ad. In like earlier times? Literally earlier times. <laughs> okay, is it between 1990 and 2000? Yes. Okay. I said, no, I said it was after, it, it's at, you asked if it was after 2000. No, I said before. Oh. So it's it's okay, okay. That's I'm why I was so... freaking out. Okay. So it's 2000 and up. Yes. Okay. Between 2000 and 2005? No. Okay. Between 2000 and 2010? Yes. Okay. Okay. That's much better. Is it The Hangover? No. Okay. Um, so it's comedy. No. We don't have the same... We don't watch the same comedy. We don't. So how have we seen both seen this? Is it Grown Ups? No. And does it have adults? No. It has kids? Be more specific. Teenagers. Yes. Are you sure I've seen this movie? You've at least heard about it. American Pie? No. That has teenagers, right? So it's not just comedy. What is another genre it could be? I've, I've gone through a lot of genres. You've missed a big one! Neutral? <laughs> no. I did comedy, I did thriller, mm-hmm. I did mystery, mm-hmm. I did action, mm-hmm. I did fantasy, I did sci-fi, mm-hmm. I did black and white, mm-hmm. romance. Mm-hmm. Oh, sadness. No. <laughs> you can't start naming emotions. <laughs> uh, I did thriller, I did suspense, mm-hmm. horror. Mm-hmm. What else? <laughs> um, comedy, western... I did animated. Yeah. So it's, it's not, not animated. Um. <laughs> okay. Okay. Is there, like, big actor names in this movie? Yes. Famous people? Yes. That I like? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I have no idea. I did not think this would be hard. Um, I just like comedies. Like, my brain is just, just no comedies. Is it the Devil Wars Prada? I need you to not focus on comedy. <laughs> you said comedy! Because that was the only, that was the closest thing that you guessed. Okay, okay. It's not Devil Wars Prada. So, is it funny? It is funny. Okay. Is it sad? No. Is there animals? No, not that I can think of. Okay. What other genre are there? <laughs> It's like literally I've been through them all. Is it magic? No. Could you give me a hint? No, because it would give it away. Okay. Oh, is it musical? Yes! (laughs) Jesus Christ! (laughs) (laughs) Is it Mamma Mia? No. Ah, we're gonna go through them all. Damn. Um, is it on Broadway right now? No. Okay. Has it ever been on Broadway? No. So it's just a movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it, it's just a movie. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, and I've seen it. Yes. So Mamma Mia. It's not Mamma Mia. <laughs> Yikes. Ah! What was an earlier guess you made about the age group? Teens. Mm-hmm. Oh, is it Grease? No. It's High School Musical. 
No. Camp Rock. No. Is it Disney? Yes. Princess Protection you Program. You were so close. It's not High School Musical? The Descendants. No. <laughs> it's not Camp Rock. No, it's not Camp Rock. I don't know, maybe ask more about the plot or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, is it like, um, is there, is, is love a big plot, plot point? Sure. Um, it's about best friends. Yes. It's everything. I know! <laughs> like, there's some really targeted questions you could be asking. <laughs> is there like a main villain? No. So it's a teen musical. Yes. That's not High School Musical. <laughs> oh, Legally Blonde. No, that's not a musical. <laughs> it is. It was on Broadway. It's not Mean Girls, because that's on Broadway. Okay, so after a first movie, there's a what? A sequel. And then after the sequel, there's a what? A third movie. So. It's a trilogy. Yes. So it's a High School Musical. I was thinking of a specific one. Oh. Jesus. But I was right. Tiny, I'm thinking of one of the high school musicals. The third one. Yes. <laughs> Jesus. I guess it's so long ago. That's, it's High School Musical 3 senior year. That's a specific, I'm not asking for general movies. <laughs> thinking of, come on, we're playing to win, kid. Oh my god, bro. I was stuck in the 90s for a bit. And I was like, oh I god. have no idea you where like, this comedy. is going. I was like, would it be? I was like, she wouldn't go musicals. I, yes. Yeah. I, you did. I like to think outside of the box. Okay. Great. Good one. Yeah. That was. That only took me 12 hours. That was uh, hard to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, your turn. Okay. Um, is this a film we've watched together? No. Is this a film made before 2000? No. Is this a, a film made in the 1990s? 80s. Wait, what did you ask? Is this a film made in the 2000s? Yes. 2000 to 2010? Yes. <laughs> Literally what happened. Oh my god. I hear it's 2000, a, I immediately think it's our, before. Our brains are mush if okay. you can't tell. Um, okay, so 2000 to 2010. Yes. Is it a drama? Mm. It's not the main category it would be in. Um, is it's not a god. Is it a musical? Um, that's not the category it would be in. What the hell? <laughs> okay. Is music involved? Yes. Um, is it romance? Yes. Is it love actually? No. Um, is it British? No. Is it American? Yes. Um, and you know I've seen this. Yes. Is romance, like, its main thing? Yes. Is Are there famous people in it? Yes. Is it a period piece? No. She looked really upset when I asked that. <laughs> I feel like I've offended her. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, does it take place in New York City? Uh, good question. Great question. <laughs> I'm not sure. I think it's LA. Um, maybe it's New York. Is it New Year's Day? No. Is there? Is it an ensemble cast? Not really. Okay. Like a bit, but like there's like characters that mark themselves out. I like the background music we got going mm -hmm. on. Um. Okay, so it is a romance. Mm -hmm. Takes place 2000 to 2010. Mm -hmm. um, has big names in it. Mm -hmm. Involves music. Mm -hmm. Has some drama on the side. Mm -hmm. Could take place in New York. We'll, we'll never know. You'll never know. Um, You'll tell me when you know what it is. Is it based off a book? I don't think so. Okay. Um, is there a famous director? No. I don't think so. Would I like this movie? Yeah, I think you okay. like it. Okay. I think you liked it, at least. It's not Fifty First. It's not, um, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. No. Is it like How to Lose a Guy in 10 no. Days? Okay. I have no idea. Um, does it star 
does it like star like two famous people yes are they two white people yes okay that doesn't help but i thought i'd just <laughs> get that out of the way um are there like niche famous people nick and Nora's infinite playlist no juno no just gotta get my niche movies out of the way like I consider it famous to me, but some people would probably not know who one of them was. Um, if you guessed it at home, congratulations. <laughs> nowhere near. Um, is does is it a does it have a sequel? Yes. Is it is it the sequel? No. Okay, so you're thinking of the first one. Yes. Um. Was there ever a reboot or a spinoff of it? No. Okay. Just a continuation. How many... Oh, I can't ask how many. Was there three movies? No. So two movies? No. A movie and a prequel? No. You said there was a sequel. There could be a sequel. Is there four movies? No. Five? No. Six? No. Seven? Yeah, I think so. Seven movies? At least six. At least six. Let's go with six. Maybe five. Let's go with five. Five movies. Were these on TV or in movie theaters? Movie theaters. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. I have no idea. Five or six, for sure. The only movies I can think like that are like Harry Potter and nope. Lord of the Rings. <laughs> nope. Uh, you haven't seen them all. I, they're not animated. No. Uh, Disney? No. Would children watch? Yes. Is it specifically made for children? No. Is it specifically made for teenagers? Kind of. Okay. I'm getting nowhere close. <laughs> Just so you all are I aware. Know, mine are a little bit. <laughs> I'm asking what I think are good questions, but no, I'm not close. <laughs> um, six to seven movies. Romance. No, five to six. Five to six movies. Romance. I literally keep thinking of Bridgerton because there's like eight books. Yeah. Are the same people in every movie? No. Oh, Okay. I, just, you're gonna be so bad. I know, because <laughs> I don't know if it counts as the category it put it in. Oh my god, it's gonna be something so out of here. Um, is it on a streaming service right now that we know of? I think some. I'm not sure where. Okay. Would this be a movie all three of us in this apartment would watch together? Um. Maybe? Would this be I'm movie, not sure. Would this be a movie Emily and I watched together? No. Would this be a movie you and I watched together? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Five to six movies. This is... Do you want me to give you a hint? Please. This is a movie I think young Eleanor really liked. Or like... My mind is literally just Pride and Prejudice, Pride and Prejudice. No, no. Prejudice. It's like... I don't know. It fit what you were doing at the time. What did I do? Step up! Yeah. <laughs> Step up what? Yes. <laughs> I'm just like, he gave it to you. Wow. I, because, okay, I wouldn't count. Yeah, you're right, though. It is romance, drama, and music, but yeah. it's none of those. Yeah, it doesn't really That's fit in That's a hard one. Yeah. yeah. That was good. Mm -hmm. That was good. I wouldn't have gotten that. Unless you gave me that hint for a while. I was like, oh my god, Eleanor, this is like you. This is like... I was... For those who don't know, I was a dancer growing <laughs> up, and I just love Step Up. You've seen it, right? I've seen almost all of them except for, like, the last... How many are there now? I think there's five. I've seen one, mm -hmm. two, three, for sure. Because four 
is the one that takes place in Miami. I've seen four. I never... There's a Vegas one. Yes, I've seen the Vegas one. So I, five is Vegas. I haven't seen and Vegas. And I don't think there's a sixth one. Okay. One, it, two, and three are so good. Yeah. I did not like four. Four was weird. This, I mean, I think if there's a dancer... It should be played by a dancer, mm-hmm. but you should make sure that they can act before you cast them. Yeah. Just my two cents. I agree. Well, uh, folks, thanks for playing. <laughs> I hope we've entertained you for the last, I don't know, 59 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for playing. So our movies were Step Up and I already forgot. What, oh, High, High School, School Musical Senior Year. Um. To know that you've made it to the end of the podcast, the secret word is watermelon. So text us that word and we'll know that you're a loyal fan. <laughs> Woo! All right. Have a great weekend and we'll catch you all next week. Bye. Ciao.